What is going on? What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Life Of. We are back. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. To all the day one lifers, people who've been liking the podcast, sharing it and subscribing, all the subscribers, people who've been hitting me up on social media. What is up? What's happening? What's going on? Can't thank y'all enough, man. This is amazing. We are back another week in this crazy quarantine time. I hope everybody's out there being safe and being wise and having all the toilet paper and food that you require. It is a wild place out here. But I want to get straight to it, man. Listen, obviously with the life of and the quarantine and all this other stuff, obviously it's a challenge being able to do the interviews the way that we've been able to do it in depth and all of that good stuff and getting talking about people's lives and all of that great, great, amazing stuff. So I wanted to do something a little different. Today's episode is going to be called Black Card Revoked. It's called Black Card Revoked, and I'm going to tell you why. I have never seen the five heartbeats. And I don't care if you're judging, and you're probably looking at the screen. I don't care. Judge me not. Do what you want. But I have a theory. My theory is every single person has at least one movie that everybody else in the world will judge you for not seeing. That's my theory. I could be wrong, but that's my theory. It helps me feel better about myself. So when I started The Life Of, I went on social media and I started sharing things about my life. And now that the podcast has come out, people have been like, yo, we want to know more about you. We want to hear more about you. So I went on social media. If you're not following me, go ahead and do it at the life of K-A-Y on Instagram and Twitter and the life of Kason or comedian Kason Wilson on Facebook. So I went on social media and I actually just posted like, hey, I've never seen the five heartbeats and I'm just waiting for this just great sense of unity and encouragement to see it. Nope, absolutely not. At the post itself had three likes and 200 comments all calling me some sort of Uncle Tom or taking my black card. Oh, a lot of taking my black card. I wasn't black no more. I wasn't black to nobody. They was like, you ain't never seen five heartbeats. What's wrong with you? You ain't black no more. You ain't black no more. You ain't black no more. And I was like, whoa, that is very disrespectful, mom. My mom posted that. That was She disowned me and everything. And I it, made, it hurt my feelings. I'm not going to lie. But it got me to thinking. So today's episode of the Black Car Revoke, we want to do something a little different. It's the perfect time to do it while the quarantine is on. I'm actually bringing on one of my good, good, good friends today. Her name is Kareen Levon. Uh, I man, she's she's the dope. She's an amazing mom, amazing wife. Her husband David is like awesome. Her whole family. She's an amazing actress. One of my good friends from Howard University. Um, but she's also the person who gives me the most grief on social media. She will comment under every single thing I say. And tell me why I'm not black and why nobody should support me and why I'm a terrible person because I ain't seen the five heartbeats or I don't like sweet potato pie. So what? I'm still black. I did seven years of undergrad at Howard. That should count for something. So anyway, today's episode <laughs> of The Life Of is called Black Car Revolt because I'm going to tell you a complete list of all the movies that I have never seen that I probably should have. And then Kareen and I both give our list of our favorite 10 black movies of all time. Maybe not the best, maybe not the most essential list, but our personal favorite black movies of all time. If you are, if you had to, listen, if you had to put in a capsule for a whole nother country, a whole nother world, or I don't know, however you want to say it, if you had to put a capsule together of the 10 movies that you need to see 
to be able to understand the black experience, what movies would you choose? Not your, not necessarily the best ones or the most grossing ones or the ones who did the best at the box office. I'm saying if you had to put 10 movies in a capsule to show someone what the black experience is like or your black experience, what 10 movies are you putting in that box? All right? So today is called Black Card Revoke. I cannot wait to hear your list. I want to know what you think about mine, The Life of K-A-Y. If you're sharing this, hashtag The Life of. Let's get into it. Black Card Revoke. Welcome to another episode of The Life of. So generally speaking, this is like an interview show where bi-weekly we would throw out a new person that you would get to know more of. Shout out to everybody who is subscribing and rating and all of that good stuff. Man, y'all showing a whole lot of love to the show so far. A lot of people have been sharing and calling and texting and DMing and all of that good stuff, saying, uh, showing a whole lot of love on the podcast. But I've have gotten some comments like, hey, man, we learned about a whole lot of people. Uh, we want to know more about you, which is cool. I appreciate that. Because the reason why we created The Life Of is because we just felt like, well, I felt like, we all got stories to tell, even you listening. Like, regardless of whether you've gotten everywhere you wanted to get to professionally or in your life or socially or whatever, you still have a story to tell. Your story is really important, and it may be more than what people think, regardless of how much you've accomplished or how much you feel like you still have to accomplish. So um, I've been on social media lately, which is the reason why it's called The Life Of, because my handle is The Life Of K-A-Y. Go ahead and follow all social media platforms. And I go on social media and I share my honest opinion on things. And my comment section is very lit. It is a crucifixion of sorts where people come on and really have an opinion. I mean, a strong opinion. I post about shows, and I don't get as many comments as I get when I say, you know, just my opinion. I don't, I don't say anything bad. I don't even think it's that controversial. I don't even believe that it's really that deep, but people have really strong opinions on it. So I decided, and maybe it would be cool to do something in between the weeks. We're going to call it The Life of K, and uh, we're going to have some fun with it and talk about some stuff. And uh, I want to hear y'all opinion on it. So after this episode, feel free to comment, all of that good stuff. So today, I figured I would bring in somebody who is probably my biggest hater on social media, to be honest. <laughs> she... That is not true. <laughs> it is the truth. Yo, between you and Amber Iman, I'm going to say it out loud. Amber Iman... You set yourself up every single time. I don't. I literally don't. I, I just try to... Usually, I would just post shows and post shows and stand up. But then I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to start sharing like just regular stuff about myself. And people don't. All right, let's just get to it. So today on the podcast, she is graduate of Howard University. She's an amazing actress. She is, okay, yeah. You know, I'm new to this. And uh, she is the uh, creator and host of the Mommy Hour podcast. Go check it out uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And she's a dope mom and a really great friend. And I love her and her husband, David, and her kids who have more credits than most actors in L.A., right, at this point. Well, not <laughs> they, true. They are stars. I don't even... Does he have an agent? We're not talking about... Man, anyway. and he has representation. <laughs> this five-year-old is killing y'all out here in the game. He got headshots and everything. All right, so... <laughs> he got it. Yo, that Steve Harvey headshot was killing me yesterday. All right, anyway. 
Kareen Levon. Is that that's your professional name? Well, this is my professional name. All right, cool. Kareen Levon. It's John. It's Johnson. It used to be Wood. It's, it's Woodford like, Johnson, actually. Really? You hyphenated. I am hyphenated. Okay. I'm Woodford Johnson. Kareen Levon Woodford Johnson. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm with that. Uh, but Kareen is here. She is legitimately my biggest hater on social media, just because I share. My opinion, regular things, like I talk like a regular person and her and Amber, they attempt to jump me every time on social media. I don't appreciate it. Can I just say one thing? You can say whatever you want. I feel like you always try to have like this innocent hat on. And it's like, (laughs) I feel like you intentionally post things because you know that Amber and I are going to come for you. Every single time, I feel like you're waiting for me and Amber to respond. Like what? Like, all right. So, all right. Can you tell people what's the worst example of something? I can't even think of anything because you're you're just ridiculous every single time. So every time it just it just outdoes the previous. So I think you said something about didn't you say you don't like sweet potatoes or something? I think sweet potato pie is trash. I think it's a very overrated dessert, and I think that is the most disrespectful thing that you could. I just think that that's just disrespectful. Being a black person and to say that sweet. Potato pie is trash. I think apple pie is, is an insult to our culture. Twice as good as sweet potato pie. I think sweet potato. What is apple pie? I think apple pie is like twice. As, I think sweet potato pie is like the Clintons, where like you love it, but if you really look at what happened <laughs> during this rain, it's really not as good as you think. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Before we get started, because we got a really important topic that got a lot of comments on Facebook. A lot of comments on Facebook and Instagram. We're going to just squash today. But before we get started, do you have a case on story you want to share? Something that people wouldn't know about me. I don't think people know how inspiring you are. All right. I, I know. I know. Yeah. I always come for you, but I feel like this is my moment to like tell you something that I've never told you before. Okay. So I remember us walking down Georgia Avenue. This was my first year at Howard. And so some people don't know. I was a transfer when I went to Howard. So I was 22. From... Transfer from Lake Erie College in Ohio. Okay. And when I came to Howard, I was already like a working actress. Like I was, I was grown. I was grown. Yeah. I was grown. And so coming to Howard, being immersed in the theater arts department, I was conflicted with a lot of things. One of those things was if I should continue. (laughs) And another one of those things was like, I just don't know if I made the right decision to like, I don't know. It was just so many different things that I was dealing with as a 22-year-old woman being immersed with like freshmen. Um, and I just remember like venting to you. We were on our way to the Metro, walking down Georgia Ave. And I remember venting to you just about how I thought I was perceived in the department. Okay. And I remember you telling me, you were like, sometimes... We are conflicted because the way that we perceive ourselves is the way that we think other people perceive us. Mm. And that is something that has gotten me through many, many moments in life since then. Like, I think we, especially with social media and stuff right now, like, I think we just get so consumed with the way that other people view us that sometimes we forget how we view ourselves. Mm. Genuinely, how we view ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my Kason story. My Booker story. I don't call you Kason. Yeah, nickname's Booker. 
Yes. Because we like to pick with each other. Yes. All right. <laughs> the world is going to know that now. That's hilarious. All right, cool. So I posted on social media not too long ago something that got a lot of anger from the black community and my greater community. So I'm going to share it with everybody here for your own judgment. I have never seen The Five Heartbeats. I've never seen a movie. I've tried to watch it one time. But in my defense, as she breathes in the judgment and exhales even more shade uh, with the eye roll. Here's the thing. You know a movie is hyped so much that it's hard to like start it. Yes. Because you know all the big yes. parts. Like, and that's what The Five Heartbeats was for me. I was mm-hmm. a sheltered church kid. So like the 90s, like the 90s and the early 2000s mm-hmm. are kind of like, eh, for me. So I had to like go back and see everything. Mm-hmm. Like 90s R&B, I kind of like missed all of it. Because mm-hmm. it was all like Kirk Franklin and Shirley mm-hmm. Caesar, Dottie Pete. Mm-hmm. So like I have to go back and listen to like Guy and a lot of that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, I missed all of it. Like all of it. So yeah. So I've never seen the five heartbeats. And man, when I tell you the shade that I got in the comments and the anger. And, was I one of those people that was Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I saw a lot of gifts that was like, it was like the, like the hand, like being like, give me. And, it, and, 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 <laughs> and the caption was like, your black card. And mm-hmm. it was like, wow, I didn't know my black card mm-hmm. was contingent on this one movie. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. But it got me to thinking. So I'm just going to, instead of just nickel and diming the people, I'm going to share a list of all the black movies I have not seen. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do something cool in a second. So here are the movies. You can share your opinion if you like, because I know people are going to do it anyway. <sighs> I've never seen Losing Isaiah. I have never seen In Too Deep. I've never seen Fresh. Belly. Okay, not too bad so far. No, no, not too bad. I've never seen Above the Rim. Uh, uh, Above I, the Rim? I've never seen it. Uh, okay. <sighs> I've never seen Paid in Full. I never seen Jason's lyric. Oh, oh. Dead presidents. I've never seen Juice. I did happen to see Poetic Justice for the first time, but I did not think it was that good. When did you see it for the first time? Last week. Oh my god. <laughs> Cause I was like, I can't. Cause I posted about Poetic Justice and the anger. Like, my mom posted, like, I, I can't, I'll disown you. Like, it was just like, it was OD. I watched it, but it, it was cool. And that's to Society, New Jack City, Waiting to Exhale. I've never seen it. That's not horrible, though. That's not horrible. I don't think my list is that bad. No, that's not horrible. Like, a couple of them, I'm like, eh, but that's not, like, horrible. Hustle and Flow, I've never seen it. I don't it. think I've seen Hustle and Flow. Get her, everybody. Get her. Attack her now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> the Five Heartbeats, as I said. I've never seen Scarface. I'm not a big shoot 'em up bang bang gangster yeah. movie kind of guy. And I've never seen Purple Rain. I've never seen Purple Rain. And you're from the Midwest. That's actually kind of worse. Midwest. I know. I have not seen Purple Rain. I love the song, but I have not seen Purple Rain. But I feel like I, my I black it. heart cannot be revoked because I've seen him perform live. Ooh. Yeah. How was it? It was the most amazing experience that I've ever had when it comes to seeing a performer live. So he did a 30-day 
residency at the Forum. Mm. This was in 2011. In L.A.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All tickets were, I want to say, $25 or $30. He did it for 30 days, and then he kept extending it. So he extended it, and it was it probably ended up being like 45 days. And the tickets the only $30? Only $30. That's insane. The most amazing. I mean, I've just never seen an artist so free on stage. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And every night, he brought like different artists, but like multiple artists. So the night that we went, it was Stevie Wonder, Sheila E., I mean, that's, that's enough right there. Stevie Wonder, Sheila E., Gwen Stefani. I can't think of who else. But, if, you know, this was the time where Whitney Houston was still alive. He literally brought every single artist that you can imagine. He brought them to the show. That's it the was, one cool part about living in L.A. is if you go to a really big music show, all the stars live here. So you don't know who's going to come. Yep. Out. Yep. They're literally just getting off of their couch like, all right, we'll be there. We'll meet you in 30 minutes. Yeah. Legit. <laughs> In D.C., yeah. if a celebrity comes to D.C., they're like, my cousin lives right. here. He drives the Metro, but he has a nice voice. Right. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So those are the black movies I have never seen. Mm-hmm. And Scarface isn't a black movie, but black people swear by that movie. Yeah, because they think they're all... I don't, I don't know. I'll watch it at some point just yeah. to see the acting, but mm-hmm. that's the only... Re- that's like nothing in me wants to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. So, Kareen and I made separate lists of, separate lists, yes. of mm-hmm. what we consider to be the top 10 black movies. Mm-hmm. We did not discuss this. No. I, we deliberately made sure we did not talk about this beforehand. So, mm-hmm. these are our own individual lists. Mm-hmm. And then we'll share like one black movie that we feel like doesn't get enough credit. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. You want to go first? You just want me to run down the list? Maybe we should do like, you do one, I do one. Okay. So that. So mine is from my childhood until now. And it's like, what movies influenced me first until now? Well, it's not in any any direct order. But like the first movie that I remember my dad showing me to give me perspective on life was Imitation of Life. Oh. The first movie that I remember my dad showing me, because he used to show me movies as like a teaching method was Imitation of Life. Imitation of Life. Mm-hmm. You don't hear that on a lot of top mm-hmm. 10 lists. I re- this is going to be an interesting list. Yeah. All right, cool. So number one on my list, I wasn't going to make a list without it. It's Malcolm X. That's my second one. Yeah, I'm not making it up. Oh my goodness. So Malcolm X is the first movie that I remember going to the movie theater with my dad. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just go through your top 10 list because I okay. feel like I feel like it'll be easier for people to understand. So my first movie is Imitation of Life. Okay. Second is Malcolm X. Okay. Third is Boys in the Hood. Okay. Fourth is Boomerang. Really? Boomerang is one of my favorite movies. Is that your only Eddie Murphy movie on the list? Yes. Ooh. It is my only one on the list. Okay. But this is all from like what influenced me as a child and like adolescent okay. and, you know, into adult years. So I just remember all of these movies being played in my house or us going to see them. Okay. After Boomerang is Color Purple. Okay. Love and Basketball. Yes, classic. The Wood. Terrible movie, by the way. What's terrible? Love and Basketball. Listen, hear me out though. The movie is great. I'm really trying. The message is terrible. What's terrible about it? All right. So, this is my great with love and basketball. The scene outside was like, play me from my heart. He was engaged when he played that. He was cheating. He was engaged to Tyra Banks. He was scheduled to be married. 
the next day or very, very soon. They were all in town for his wedding after she had nursed him back to health from an injury. I didn't think about that. Then as soon as he got back on his feet, she knocked on the window like, play me for your heart. Like, what? Then the next scene, they got a baby together. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Shaky. Very shaky. It's a terrible message. Very shaky. Competition should should not make you cheat. Very, very shaky. Then he lost. He beat her. He was cheating. She tried to break, he tried to home wreck him. Then she lost. Then he was like, all right, I double or nothing. Like, what? That's cheating. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's just my gripe. To be fair. Yeah. My next one is The Wood. Never seen it. I should add that to the list. I never seen The Wood. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to continue. Jason's lyric. Jason, yeah. Okay. House Party. Why Jason's lyric, though? So there are a few movies that my parents had when I was younger. I'm so sorry that Jason's Lyric is one of them. I just used to watch it all the time. Like in the summer. When you were a kid? I know. I'm pretty sure from what I've heard, <laughs> that movie is not appropriate for kids to be watching. But my parents weren't restrictive like that. David grew up, my husband grew up like not being able to watch a lot of movies. But like my household wasn't like that. Like my dad took us to see Malcolm X. <laughs> At what age though? I was like five or six. Yeah. Yeah. So Ellington's age, I was in in the theater watching Malcolm X. And that was his way of teaching us. I think like knowing that my father took me to the movie theater to see Malcolm X when I was like five or six years old is like a telltale of how he parented us. Like he didn't sugarcoat anything. Like this is life, which is why he had us watching Imitation of Life when we were, I think I was around the same age when I started watching (laughs) Imitation of Life. So it just gave us perspective. <laughs> I just see you and David fighting over taking the kids to go see Get Out. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, no, no, no. It, yeah. yeah. But I mean, but I mean, that is something that we do talk about. I mean, we go back and forth with like what's realistic and what's not realistic because I feel like raising two black boys in America in LA, you have to be conscious about the images that we show them early on so that they can have perspective. And that they can be aware. I respect that. Yeah. Like, sheltering children is one thing. Sheltering black children is, is a completely different level because we are not privileged at all. So, that was my dad's way of, like, teaching us. And I feel like that is going to be my way. <laughs> can we get ice cream after Precious? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my last one after House Party is, I mean, I just feel like this is the movie that it just gives us hope. <laughs> wait, but Black wait, wait. Panther. Yeah. Black Panther is, is number 10. You know, here's the thing. So I think a lot of people, like when they make a top 10 Black movies list, mm-hmm. people think it's too soon to put Black Panther in it. But that was a moment in time. Mm-hmm. That was like our Million Man March. Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. all... I think I saw Black Panther in the movies like four times. Mm, and yeah. to this day, I still don't know why. Because yeah. <laughs> it brought you joy. I, it did. It but brought I, you joy. I, I, I paid for it four wait, times. I, you paid for it all four times? Yo, <laughs> you didn't sneak in? No. <laughs> I paid all four times. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm becoming more mindful of things and just the way that things make me feel. And I think that it's so important for us to really just be aware of what brings us joy. And it's okay to be obsessive over those things that bring us joy, as long as it's not like drugs and stuff. But, you know, if Black Panther brought you that much joy to go see it four times in the movie theater, 
by all means. Well, it was like I saw it myself. I think me and Tiffany went to go see it. And then my mom was like, I want to go see it. Mm-hmm. Then my grandmother was like, our church is going to see it. You want to mm-hmm. come see it with us? It was like churches were sending buses to go see this movie. It was Buying crazy. out the whole theater it was with crazy. buckets of fried chicken. Plus, I think at the time, I think we were all just kind of slavery movie exhausted. Mm-hmm. It was just like slavery, 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 slavery. This person was a slave and this is a slave. And Let's do 12 years. Let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah. And, and you know, it was just the first movie where, like, we were able to see black people the way that we see ourselves. Like, and not the way that media sees us, not the way that the world sees us. Like, we were able to connect with ourselves on a different level. Like, I just feel like we always have to combat the way that the world views us. Yeah. And combat the racism that's, like, put on us. But, like, we don't put that on ourselves. Like... <laughs> We don't see ourselves that way. You see ourselves that way. So we go through life fighting what other people think of us and how they view us. So, yeah, yeah, I think Black Panther was like, yeah, we're amazing. We've known we were amazing. You know that we're amazing. Yeah. If you don't have us, then life won't be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, Chadwick is a Howard graduate. He is a Howard graduate. Let me see how many of these movies have Howard in them. I just want to say for the record, Black Panther is from Howard. And I do think yeah. Howard University is Wakanda. It's a place that looks really broke. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look deeper. If you look deeper. There's a well. There is a well, you know. Well. And I think, you know, Howard University, it's a school that I've always wanted to go to when I was younger. I didn't realize that that was a school that I was going to go to. But I do think Howard University is the Wakanda of HBCUs. And that is no shade to any other HBCUs, but I just feel like it is a place where, like, I remember I was walking from Georgia Ave. I was going up the hill and I was going into fine arts. And as I was walking past Founders Library, I saw Colin Powell getting out of his car. Yeah. And He wasn't, like, getting out of his car with, like, security or anything. He was literally just getting out of his car and going into whatever building he was going into. And I remember David telling me, like, I hope no one shades me for saying this name, but Bill Cosby, Felicia Rashad, and Debbie Allen were, like, all in the car leaving fine arts one time. That was the norm. I remember seeing Barack Obama speak before he became president. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like the magic and the level of excellence that became the norm for us, just, it empowered me so much. Like, I just don't think that there's any other place that would have experienced that in undergrad. I just don't think that there's any other place that you could have gone to that, that you would have experienced that. And it's also location. Like, we're in Washington, D.C. So, you know, you have In a Washington, D.C. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't the high, they ain't saying highest building, the outskirts. Yeah. We're in the hood. Yeah. Well, it's not the hood anymore. Yeah, it's been gentrified. It is not the hood anymore. But I think that location has a lot to do with it. A lot of our HBCUs are down south, so it's not convenient for all of these people to make it a pit stop when they're on their way somewhere. But, you know, being in D.C., it's like everybody comes through D.C. for some some reason or another. You have to. So I think that that plays a huge advantage as to why— we feel the way that we feel about, you know, the influence of our school. Yeah, I'm with it. No one from Hampton was in the cast. I just want to say that out loud. We don't even have to mention 
Hampton Institute. <laughs> I'll cut this part. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> all right. So here's my list. Man, after listening to your list, I'm rethinking my list. You're but rethinking. I, I'm gonna say it anyway. All right. Number one, Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Number two is Roots. Mm. So similar story. My mom had like this home training philosophy, and it was always the school has you for eight hours a day for six or seven months, whatever it is, or eight months, whatever it is. But I have you for the other 16. So like you should be learning more in my house than you do. And someone is deciding what you learn and it may not be everything you need to know. Yeah. So unfortunate. Well, I appreciate it now, but my mom used to make me do book reports and read all biography of Malcolm X. Like, she's made me read all these books. Mm-hmm. But another thing she made me do was do book reports on the entire Roots VHS set. Every Saturday during the school year and then every day during the summer, I would have to do like a two or three page written report, single space, front and back, on a different Roots VHS tape. Like, what I learned about, like, it's, I mean, literally, I'm, I can hear kids outside playing. <laughs> And I'm just like watching Chicken George <laughs> writing yeah. a report. It was it was the worst feeling in the world at the time. I sincerely appreciate it now. Yeah. I, your mom was a beast because my dad had me doing it in the summer. Me and my siblings doing it in the summer, but we didn't have to do it during the school year. Oh, yeah. My mom mm. didn't play. Mm. Like she would, she would be like really offended when she would read like history. Like she would get my history book. It was just history, like all math and all, mm-hmm, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like English, she would make sure like I was reading and writing all the time. And yeah, on Saturdays, so like Saturdays, like maybe once or twice a month, I would have to give her like a two or three page report before mm-hmm. I go outside. And if I didn't give her my report, I didn't go outside at all. I would have to be in the house and do it. I read so many books and I've seen Roots so many times. And it's such a long movie. It is a long it is a day. The only two movies I remember being that long were Roots and what's the other long black movie? Jackson 5 and American Dream. Oh, my goodness. I've seen that so many times. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's like the epitome of like being snowed in and. <laughs> <laughs> like you watch it one time. And, and it's, on it's time VH1. to go back to work. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Malcolm X, Roots. My Eddie Murphy movie was Coming to America. How did I forget Coming to America? Yeah. Yeah. How? That's why I asked, is there another Eddie Murphy movie? I was like, wow, Boomerang is your Eddie Murphy movie? That that is incredible. I don't know how I forgot Coming to America. That should have been like number two for me. I get it. I get Uh, it. That's why we didn't talk about our list. All right. So we have Malcolm X, Roots, Coming to America, The Color Purple, of course. I feel like that's a really big black card movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you haven't seen The Color Purple, I have seen that one. So back off. Thank goodness. All right. This is just on my list. I am a big fan of musicals. So I had to throw a musical on there. So I put The Wiz. Mm-hmm. I just, you know what I'm saying? It's a great, it's a great movie. Yeah. I put Friday. Hmm. I don't know how tired I am today, but I put Friday. I mean, I just think it's, it's perspective. It's a hood classic. It's absolutely a hood classic. It's like my first sheltered black church kid movie that I was like, (laughs) the hood. This is is what I think outside is like. (laughs) Right. And now you live up the street from from where it took place. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Going straight home after this. The one, Malcolm X Roots, Coming to America, Color Purple Wiz, Friday, Loving Basketball. Although I did share my perspective on it, it is a classic. But if I had to replace Loving Basketball with anything, it would be Brown Sugar. I really do love Brown Sugar. As a Really? I don't understand why people like Loving I Basketball. I like Brown more. Sugar. I don't know if it would make it to my top 10. But as I keep saying, it's perspective. It just depends on, you know, what was influential to you at that time. But it would not have made it to my top 10. But I love Brown Sugar. Yeah, I feel like Love and Basketball. All right, so here's how I compare it. I think Love and Basketball is like McDonald's. And I think Brown Sugar is like Wendy's. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think deep down, everybody likes Wendy's more. But you everybody does like Wendy's more? I think everybody likes, generally, Wendy's. You think Wendy's is better than McDonald's? Yeah, I think people make themselves feel better by thinking that Wendy's is more healthy. Even though it's not. And it's not. (laughs) But it's a better restaurant than McDonald's. But you're always going to see McDonald's more. You're always going to see McDonald's more. That is true. And I think that's what Loving Basketball is. That is true. (laughs) Loving Basketball is like the one over two billion sold. Yeah. And it was like, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Love and Basketball was like the intro of like all of the... That whole run? That yeah, whole decade like of movies? Best Man, The Wood, Love and Basketball, Brown Sugar. Two Can Play That Game. Two Can Play That Game. Like It was like the... I think Two Can Play That Game came a little bit before, but like that whole like 90, early 2000s, yeah, it was like the, the intro to it. It was like they just took a pool of... Gabrielle Union, mm-hmm. Vivica A. Fox, Sanaa Lathan, Morris Omar Chestnut, Epps. Omar mm-hmm. Epps. There's another big one in there. I don't know why I can't think of his name. He was married to Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. It's like literally 10 people, and they're like, mm-hmm. let's just keep writing movies for We're these just going to keep paying you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they had like a 10 movie contract, and it was just like, all right, guys, in this one, you're with him. You're with right. you're the best friend. Like let's just right. let's keep this formula going. All right, Boys in the Hood. I think that's just a hood classic. I'm a big cartoon fan, so I'm just gonna say Baby's Kids. Ah, I love Baby's Kids. Oh. I'm a big Robin Harris. I think fan. that's a good one. Yeah. So that's my ten. I think that's a good one. Yeah. So we did say we were gonna do one movie that we feel like doesn't get enough credit. <laughs> so what's your movie? Mm. So one movie that I used to watch like all the time, I think I watched a lot of movies over and over again because I grew up in the Midwest and it was like always snowing in Cleveland. Okay. Probably what, 10 months out of the year. So like we were in the house a lot when I wasn't like out. And so one movie that I watched over and over again was Kingdom Come. Really? Yes. Like Jada Pinkett. <laughs> that was Kingdom a crazy Come role is for hilarious. Her. Yeah. It's hilarious. Whoopi killed that. It's hilarious. And I feel like it's one of those movies that people turn their nose up at. But if you if you just... Wow. I didn't see that coming. Oh, my goodness. I love Kingdom Come. Yeah. Love Kingdom Come. Do you have another one? My other one... I don't know if we would consider this a black movie. It's not considered a black movie. But my other one... This is a classic. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? With Sydney Portier. And Spencer Tracy. My movie is a Sydney Poitier movie too. Ah, oh, we're just we're actors though. So yes, yeah, yes, just, yes. That's yeah. my other movie that I feel like people just 
I mean, I know it's a classic, but like, I love Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Like, I just watched it last night. I gotta rewatch it. I haven't seen it in a while. I love like Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy and Sydney Portier. It's like it's a acting class. Yeah, I love, 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 love that movie. And Isabel Sanford is in there from from Good Times. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a really, really good movie. Wait. A lot of people don't know, but Catherine Hawkins. Wait, 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 wait. What? Isn't it the Jeffersons? What did I say? I think you said Good Times. I did not mean Good Times. I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. The Jeffersons, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeffersons. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, she's in there. Yeah, and Catherine Halton, which is the one that played Sidney Portier's wife, mm-hmm. is actually Catherine Hepburn's niece. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was the last movie that Spencer Tracy did before he passed away. So he was, like, really, really sick doing that movie. So I think, like, me knowing, like, a little bit of the background, yeah, gave me, like, perspective to, like, appreciate the movie more. But, yeah, Catherine Hepburn is her aunt. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So mine, Raisin in the Sun. Mm. <clears throat> that, again, that's like my master class. It's mm-hmm. like, yo. Mm-hmm. Beast. Yeah, as performers, there are certain movies that I look at just to marvel <laughs> and take notes on the performance. It's like, yo, if they redo that, I want to be good enough to like deliver that kind of performance. Yeah. Like, I want to do that. Let's see, one more. If it was like my personal favorite top 10 movie, John Q would be Mm. up there. I love John Q. That was a good movie. I love John Q. It was a really good movie. Solid. Just doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. I think, this is a Pandora's box. I think that's one of his top three best performances. Mm. In my opinion. In my opinion. Perspective is relative. Mm-hmm. People hate me for my top three Denzel movies of all time because number three is The Preacher's Wife. But only because I'm that bad. Because <laughs> you grew up in church. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, That's no, the, I have to have, I have to have a, a religious movie in there. It's the only comedy he's ever done. <laughs> it's, it's literally the only rom-com he's mm-hmm. ever done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that, it was just like... Phew. Yeah. But... Uh, all right, cool. See, so we we didn't... This is not as judgmental of an exchange as I thought this would be. You know, I thought it was going to be worse. See? I thought I was going to have to walk out. <laughs> because you are known to be very, very sketchy. What? With these opinions. Nothing else. But with your opinions, yes. I'm, Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. And I'm sure if I call Amber Iman right now, we could go in on you, but we're not. We're, but we're not going to do that. I think what we learned today <laughs> is that once we have a chance to talk about it, it's not as bad as it looks. That is true. In two hundred characters or less. But can you admit that, like, you do say stuff just to trigger us on social media? I don't. I honestly, I don't troll. I'm not trolling. All right, let me tell you exactly why. Because a couple months ago, when I knew we were going to start this podcast. I started like, all right, cool. If I'm going to ask people to share things about their lives, I want to start sharing about mine. So I just literally started <laughs> sharing stuff. See how we would respond. Just to see what people would say. Mm-hmm. 
which now that I'm saying it out loud sounds like trolling, but, (laughs) but, but, but I mean, I just wanted to say stuff, but I always hashtag the life of, because I knew that would be the name of the podcast. So I was like, all right, cool. Let me just start. I'm feeling some type of way about this. So you were talking to David about this podcast in November? Yeah. Mm, Interesting. He doesn't have a podcast, but you weren't talking to me about the podcast. That's fine. That is fine. Wow. Continue. Oh. (laughs) Continue. Man. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. (laughs) It's fine. We're all friends. No, we were, we were, I don't, you know. It's fine. (sighs) You know, I apologize. I don't know what's going on right now. But what I will say is, you know, hey, listen, huh? All right. (laughs) No, he gave me a lot of uh, good advice on what to do audio-wise for the podcast and all that good stuff. He's a good guy when it comes to all that technical stuff. He's great. You yeah. guys make a great team. Well, thank uh, you. I'm looking forward to how that manifests for the Mommy Hour podcast. Look forward to that. They're coming soon, I think. Right? You said what? The Mommy Hour podcast. Yeah, we're we're gonna you know have a meeting about that today. We're gonna sometimes you got to rebrand and we got to rebrand, hash out some things. But you know we do have I can't remember. I think it's about forty seven, forty eight episodes up now, so it's available on iTunes and SoundCloud and anywhere podcasts are available. It's available on Spotify. So yeah. And where can people find you on social media? Social media. I am at Corrine. That's spelled C O R E N E dot. Lavon, L-A-V-H-A-N. That's on IG. And then Facebook. I don't really think. People don't share their Facebook. Yeah. They just share their I'm Instagram. Like, yeah. <laughs> Come find me on MySpace. Be my, right. be my top yeah. eight. My Instagram is at Kareen.Lavon. Yeah, we got to do this again. Yeah. We got to figure out. I don't think I've said that much controversial things, but I'm sure you would disagree as the look I can see you're giving in my profile. <laughs> So maybe we got to figure out what the next thing is. I do think sweet potatoes trash, but we can break that down oh even further. Gracious. I don't even think sweet potato pie should be in anybody's top five favorite desserts. Are we done? <laughs> Yo, big thank you to my homie Kareem, man. That that was a complete fun one. Like, I, I legit had fun doing this one, man. And thank you guys for listening. If you made it to this part of the podcast, you are a lifer for sure. Please go ahead, comment, rate, subscribe. If you haven't already, comment, rate, and subscribe. Follow me on social media at The Life of K-A-Y. I'll be releasing. Now that we in the house, I ain't got nothing to do but post funny comedy videos. So I'll be posting for the next month or so and try to do it as often as possible, at least two, three times a week, man. So go ahead and check it out. Let me know what you think about this. Do you want to need, you want to hear more of this? Tell me what you like about it. Tell me what you think we can do better. I, I want to hear your thoughts about it, man. Hashtag the life of. And uh, man, I love y'all, man. Please stay safe. Be wise. Call your loved ones. It's a perfect time to reconnect with some people that you may not talk to all the time, man. Forgive somebody. Love somebody. And have fun doing it, man. Enjoy the life you've been given because we never know how much time we got. Much love, y'all. Later. <laughs>